Hello and welcome to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. I'm Mitch Horton and you're listening to the Victory Church Daily Podcasts, a short message designed to help people become all that God created them to be and live their life to the fullest. We cover a variety of topics all centered around practical Christian living. We keep this podcast completely free so that it's accessible to everyone. All that we ask is that if you enjoy it, please share it and leave us a review. This helps us get our message out. Thanks for listening. Now let's go get to it. Hello and welcome to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. This again is Pastor Mitch Horton. And uh, just really glad Monday through Friday to be able to just share a brief word with you. And uh, let me encourage you again to subscribe to our podcast, share them with your friends, and then email me if you have comments or questions at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, For the last while, we've been speaking and talking about the subject of healing. Over the last few uh, podcasts, I've been talking about healing hindrances. Jesus has provided healing for us. He took our sicknesses the same time He took our sins, and the same faith that forgives uh, sin, receives forgiveness for sin, also receives healing from disease. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to the past podcast. There's several weeks of it now on healing. Let me say I do that because um, b- because we need to hear this over and over again, and you need to feed yourself, so to speak, feed your faith on the subject of healing every single day because, as I've said so many times, there'll never be a time in life that we don't need faith for healing, either for ourselves or for someone else. So the smart person, you know, keep, builds their faith up and they keep it built up so that when the enemy attacks, they have something to uh, resist that attack with. So we've been talking about hin- uh, healing hindrances. There are four major categories, negative emotions. We've talked about that. Uh, we spent several podcasts talking about, secondly, the misuse of the body with regard to diet, to rest, to overwork, lack of exercise. And today, and, and then the third uh, major category of healing hindrances is unforgiveness. We'll cover that today, and then next time we'll cover disobedience. Let's talk about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a, is a real challenge uh, for many people, and um, uh, just holding on to things that people have said and done to them. And, and it really can hinder your health um, many times. Boy, I mean, you know, I've been in ministry since 1981, and I just think back over the decades of time, how many times I've uh, prayed for people, laid hands on people to be healed. And many, many times I've, I've gone to pray for a person and, and I could just feel spiritually a blockage of some kind as I laid my hands on the person. And sometimes you can tangibly sense or feel the power of God going out of you from your, your spirit person by the Holy Spirit into the person. And, and I can many times we feel the blockage and and I don't know how many times, so many times, um, I've, asked, I've asked a person, when I feel that blockage, I'll say, now, can I ask you a question? They say, of course, yes. So, is, there, is there someone in your life that, that you're upset with and you haven't forgiven? And so many times a person has said yes. And then I have to minister to them, talk to them about how to forgive. Often I've given them some information, some, uh, some uh, whatever era of time it was, cassette tapes or, or um, 
you know, CDs and now MP3s we have on our website and such, and information to show them how to forgive. Listen to Mark eleven twenty five. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it, let it go. That's so good in the Amplified New Testament. Let me read it again, Mark eleven twenty five. Jesus' uh, previous verses is talking about faith and the one major hindrance to faith that Jesus mentions. He mentions have faith in God. He mentions speaking to the mountain in Mark eleven twenty three, and for it to be removed and be cast into the sea and, 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 and say, say strongly, speak strongly against the circumstance. Then he says, believe you receive. Then verse 25, he was amplified. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it. Let it go. Isn't that good? Le- uh, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it. Let it go. In order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. So the idea is, since God has forgiven us of all of the things that we have said and done, then we ought also to be that way towards our fellow, our fellow man. We should forgive when people do things that offend us. God's forgiven us. We forgive others. And, and when we don't forgive, it really does cause some physical challenges. Proverbs 14.30, I mentioned this when I was talking about negative emotions. Proverbs 14.30, New Living Translation, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. And so again, it's peace on the inside. You can't have peace if you have unforgiveness inside. Amplified Old Testament, again, of Proverbs 14.30, reads, A calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body, but envy, jealousy, and wrath are like rottenness of the bones. Now, Now think of that. You know, nobody wants to have rotten bones. It's really talking about a cancerous kind of a thing in the bones. Bones, you know, your bone marrow is where your blood begins. That's the origin of the blood in the human body and the bone marrow. It manufactures blood. And the life of the flesh is in the blood. So it affects the very life of your being, he says, when you have envy, jealousy, and wrath. And all of those emotions are pointed towards others who have in some way uh, challenged our life, and we are to forgive them. So again, they say, well, how do I forgive? Well, Ephesians chapter 4, 31 through 32, this is New Living Translation, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Verse 32 says, instead, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. So we forgive others the same way that God forgives us. How does God forgive us? Well, um, Isaiah 43, 25, God says to the believer, I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and will not remember your sins. So what does God do? When he forgives us, Um, well, he says, number one, I forgive you. And when he says, I forgive you, he says, I'm not going to bring it up to you again. I'm going to act towards you as though you never did it. And then what else does that that mean? That means also, thirdly, God's not going to 
tell anybody else. Secondly, God's not going to tell anybody else what you did. Thirdly, thirdly, he forgets it himself. That's incredible. So when I forgive someone, mimic God. That is, when I forgive them, I don't bring it up to them again. God forgets it. He doesn't bring it up to us every time we go to pray. When God forgives us. Secondly, God doesn't tell others. Thirdly, he forgets himself. That's incredible. So how do I forgive someone else? Uh, Very simple, three-step process. If somebody said or done something and you find yourself holding on to it, it can hinder health. Then, then here's a, here's, here's a three-step process to forgive. Number one, by faith, tell God that you forgive the person for whatever it is. Go, go to, in prayer and say, Father, so-and-so did such-and-such, and tell them exactly what they did and how it made you feel. And then say, Lord, um, by faith right now, I choose to forgive them and no longer hold them accountable to pay me back for what they said, what they did, etc. Tell the Lord that. And then... And, uh, and just tell the Lord, Lord, by faith I do that. And then secondly, when it comes to mind, instead of thinking about what they did, choose to pray for the person. To replace the negative thoughts with the person, uh, about the person with prayer. If you'll do that, uh, you know, you'll find you'll be able to forgive. Somebody, I was ministering to this to someone years ago, and I was talking about this process of forgiving the way the Lord forgives us. And again, let me say it again, To uh, repetition helps us remember uh, when, when God forgives us, He doesn't bring it up to us again. So when I forgive someone, when I see them, I don't keep rehashing the same thing again. I, I really let it go. Secondly, secondly, God says, you know, when God forgives us, He doesn't tell anybody else about what we did. Thirdly, when it comes up in his, to Him, He doesn't remember it. And we do that same thing with others. So when I forgive someone, number one, I give it to God in prayer. I tell him what they said or did, and I consciously choose to forgive. It's not a feeling, it's an action. Forgiveness is an action. So I say, Lord, I choose to forgive so-and-so. And then when, it, I, I, then when I choose to forgive, that means when I see the person again, I'm not going to say anything about it because I've chosen to forgive. I'm not going to tell anybody else about what they did. No, I'm not going to do that because I forget. And then in my own person, when uh, when it comes up to my mind and I think about the person and what they said or did, instead of thinking on the offense, I choose to pray for them instead. That's really, really, really important. Uh, years ago, again, I was ministering to someone about this, and and they uh, I, I mentioned, you know, forgiveness is really like like a train. Understanding, uh, you get the vision of a train on on a train track. So you've got the engine of the train, which makes a lot of noise, but it's got a lot of engine, and, and it has that movement that moves that train down the track. Uh, right behind the, the engine are the train cars filled with things. And then, you know, particularly when I was younger, you don't see them so much today. There used to be a caboose at the very end of a train. And, you know, uh, the caboose often would have a flagman on it. Not so much today. I don't see him as much today as I did in, in bygone era. But nonetheless, so if you can think of a, a, an engine of a train, the train cars, and then a caboose, the very end of the train. See, that, the, the forgiveness train, you could say, so um, just by way of illustration. So, so and, and somebody years ago, I was ministering that to them. They brought me a, a picture of a train on the track. They, they were an artist, and they drew it. I thought it was kind of cool. I can see it in my eyes, mind's eye while I'm talking to you now. 
So again, initially, the initial act of forgiveness is the engine going down the track. That is, I've made a conscious effort to forget what someone did, to forgive them. And then when I forgive them, I forget it. And so that's, that's the initial act of praying. Then, and, then, and then every day, see, I've got to follow up that prayer with when what they said or did comes to my mind. I don't care if it's a hundred times a day, then a hundred times a day instead of thinking on it. Now, this is the train cars on the train track. The train cars are filled with, okay, thoughts are coming. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going, instead of think about what they did, I'm going to choose to pray for them instead of think about what they did. Say, well, how do you pray? Well, there's some great prayers. Ephesians chapter 1, I think it's verses uh, uh, eight, uh, 17 through 23. It's a great prayer that, um, that God would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus, and on and on it goes. And Then in Colossians chapter 1 is a great prayer, uh, verses 9 through 12, that you can pray that they would be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that they would walk worthy of the Lord, uh, and please him, being fruitful in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God. That's actually a prayer the Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Colossae. You could pray that, Colossians 1, 9 through 12, or, uh, or Ephesians chapter 3, um, where you can pray where the Apostle Paul prayed that um, uh, the Ephesian believers would be strengthened with might by God's Spirit in their inner man, that Christ would dwell in their hearts by faith and they would be rooted and grounded in love. And, and there's the, the, the uh, wonderful prayer, Ephesians 3, um, verses, uh, I think, 14 through 20. Just a great way to pray for people. I encourage you, make those prayers your prayers for people that you tend to hold offense towards. And when you do that, instead of thinking about them, you'll find your feelings change. Listen to this. You know, if you're looking for a feeling when you forgive someone, the feeling will show up last. And that's the caboose on the train. The caboose contains, on the forgiveness train, the caboose contains the feelings of forgiveness. The initial act is necessary. It has no feeling to it. It's just a, a volitional act. I'm not going to hold a fence any longer. And then the train cars show up. And that means every day when they come to my mind, I'm going to forgive that person. I'm going to choose not to think on what they did by, pray, by replacing thoughts about them with prayer. And see, when you do that, you open up an opportunity for feelings to change. Understand again uh, that thoughts and feelings go hand in hand. You're not going to be able to have good feelings towards someone as long as you have negative thoughts about them. Let me say that again. Thoughts and feelings go hand in hand. You're not going to have good feelings towards someone as long as you have negative thoughts about them. So that's the reason that we must forgive someone. And then, you know, as you go through that initial act of forgiving and then praying, replacing the negative thinking with prayer for the person, eventually, you know, the emotions will change. I've had that happen to me so, so many times. Now, some people find this easier to do than others. It's a, lot, a lot of it has to do with family traits and your family, so to speak, personality. So, you know, you may have to really work on this, and I encourage you to. Let me give you an illustration as I conclude today. This is way back. Boy, this is before I came to Tulsa. I was living in my hometown, and uh, Susan and I had bought a house and just really enjoyed our home there. And We had trees on either side of the house and pine trees and such that separated our yard from our neighbor's yard. And uh, uh, if you're looking at a house on the left side, there was just a nice little 
little uh, grove of trees between the two lots, the two houses. One day, and um, I was preaching the following morning. This was on a Saturday. And one day, I'm, I'm in the living room. My family's going by myself. And I hear kaboom, <laughs> kaboom. And I look out the window. These pine trees right by my house are falling into my yard, y'all. I mean, really. My neighbor, and I heard a chainsaw. And it's going. My neighbor had started cutting down the trees. They weren't on his lot. They were on my lot. But he was cutting them down. I ran out the door and said, what's going on, guy? And he said, well, he got bugs. And sometimes pine trees can get those little bugs, you know, that will kill the tree eventually. And he was cutting them down. And he already had two of them felled. He, he felled several more trees. Boy, he didn't take no for an answer either. He wouldn't stop. I got so mad at him because... You know, it made the house look nice. It made the housing condition look nice. He just cut them down. And here's what happened. And make a long story short, uh, you know, he cleaned them up and all that. And I was so angry at him for doing that. Uh, and so every time I go home, I was coming through my housing condition, passing his house. Just as I pulled up to my house, every time I do it, I'd see, I'd see the empty spot where the trees were. And boy, I was so angry at him. And, you know, I had to practice this. And it wasn't easy. I was so angry with him. He didn't go to the HOA or anything. He just... Homeowners associate, he just cut them down. I said, how, how rude, you know. But, you know, I, I had to take him to God. And I laid him before the throne of God and said, Father, my neighbor did this. See what he did to the trees. Now, I consciously choose to forgive him. I'm, I'm upset. I lay my upsetness at your feet. I lay what he did at your feet. I think he made our yards look worse, not better. But I place that in your hands. And, Lord, I choose to forgive him for what he did in Jesus' name. And then every time I drive by, I drive up to my home. Uh, and see that empty place where the trees were. I prayed for my neighbor, and I did that I don't know how long. I was so upset with him, but, you know, eventually as I practiced forgiveness, the feelings changed, and, and, and obviously I'm okay about it today. But, you know, it's just a good illustration. All of us have things in life that people say and do that we can hold on to, take offense to. And when we choose to do that, it hinders health, it hinders healing. You may have more than one person in your life you need to let go. I really encourage you. Uh, uh, forgive them. Uh, go back through this. Maybe listen to this again and, and, and take some time and get by yourself and pray. And, and those that have hurt you, tell God exactly what they did, how it made you feel. And then by faith, say, Lord, I choose to forgive so-and-so for such-and-such. If we do that and then follow it up with praying for them, Every single time they come to mind, you'll find that the feelings of unforgiveness will fade away and the blockage that that may create uh, for healing will leave. So, uh, 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 you know, all of us have to do this and there'll never be a time in life that we don't need to forgive others. So uh, take this to heart and, uh, you know, as we forgive, we open the road for healing in our life. God bless you. Hope you enjoy this today and uh, look forward to seeing you or listening or sharing with you and um, with you next time. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. I hope that you were able to get something out of the message today. Be sure to tune in daily Monday through Friday for more messages like this one. You'll also find our church sermons posted here from Sundays and Wednesdays. Let me also encourage you to get involved in a local church. The Bible consistently stresses the importance of getting plugged in with a group of like-minded believers. If you're local to Raleigh, you can check out our church services here at Victory Church on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Lastly, 
you want to reach out with some questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. Before you leave, please make sure that you subscribe and go leave us a review. Each review goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be.